0: Welcome to this episode of the Shoe Diaries Macass. I'm Garrett Carr. He's Clay Saurity. Clay, how are you?
1: I'm good. Uh, great weekend for Penn State Wrestling. Great weekend for uh, Penn State Football and my Dallas Cowboys. So it was a good weekend for me. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good.
0: Yeah, you just turned off half of our audience with you mentioning that you're a Cowboys fan, though.
1: Yeah, but they have to listen to me anyway, so I'm sure they were turned off well before then.
0: Well, good point, good point. If you're still with us now, uh you're probably pretty loyal uh yeah great week for penn state wrestling go down to the keystone classic at penn on sunday and they take home uh what eight eight uh champs
1: eight champions uh 80 percent um you don't see that very often so good math math.
0: yeah it should have been more should have been all 10 but you know what it's all right uh still early in the season uh, some upsets up hurt two. Penn State along the way.
1: Let's slip up or two. As long as they get uh, as long as they get ten in March, I'll be I'll be pretty I'll be pretty good.
0: Yeah, ten national champs in <laughs> March, yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be fun.
1: Hurry here first?
0: Yes, it would. Well the most is five. I know that off the top of my head.
1: Well the most is gonna be ten because Penn State's getting ten.
0: <laughs> I-, I was thinking like it's possible in a couple years Penn State could get more than five.
1: Given the lineup that they're putting together, it would not be the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen.
0: Like starting next year, you could say that like Zane Nolf, Zane Nolf, Bo Suriano, and Mark Hall—that's five right there.
1: Yeah, it's definitely not out of the question.
0: Um, and so just add one more kid can break through. If Kyle Snyder goes like pro, or whatever, does whatever he does, like Nick Neville—I don't know—it could be someone. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, uh, Vinny.
1: It's interesting you mentioned Kyle Snyder uh, we're going to touch on him a bit later in the episode, but yeah, Penn State Wrestling set up pretty well and they pretty much put on a dominant show this weekend with the palestra.
0: Yeah, they did. Um, and it started with Nick Suriano at 125, who Clay has yet to be taken down through his first two weeks of college wrestling. Um, not that's that surprising. That's just kind of his reputation uh, coming in as a great defensive wrestler, Um but really, more of the question is, you know, how how have you, how have you seen his offense coming along? Is he going to have enough firepower? And it's early to make this, um, you know, to make this decision right now. But is he going to have enough firepower to, um, to compete with guys like Gilman?
1: I think so. I think uh, he's pretty much been as advertised to this point. Um, six uh, victories, only two of those six have come by regular decision. Uh, gotta fall in his first match. I think what you're gonna see is that he may not need a particular particularly large amount of takedowns because he's just not gonna give them up. I mean, even to guys like Gilman, I'm not saying he's not ever going to get taken down, but I don't think he's ever going to put himself in a situation where he's gonna need to have three or four takedowns in a match because it's just he's so solid defensively and such a smart wrestler that he doesn't well, put himself in bad situations. Yeah.
0: The encouraging thing with him, too, is that since he's not, like, if we question his offense, it's encouraging that he's so good on bottom and top because, like, in the ultimate tiebreak situation, if we're to come down to that, which he very well could come down to that in, like, a national semifinal or something, that he is, like, for a freshman, very advanced in both positions.
1: He's outstanding on top and bottom for a true freshman. Not only does he not get taken down, but it's not like Nico, who was fantastic in the winning takedowns, but kids could get in deep on Nico and just couldn't finish. You don't get to Sergei on his legs because he's no. just got such fantastic head hands defense that he's never off balance. He's always, I mean, his head is always over his, over his toes. It's just he's fantastic defensively, and it's not like he doesn't have any offense. I mean, he put up a fall, a double straight to the kid's back, put up sixteen points in the second round matchup, and then put up twelve points in the final. So, I mean. There are bullets in the chamber there.
0: Yeah, I don't know if anyone's touched his ankle all year long, like the back of his ankle.
1: And you just—it's the same thing that you saw in high school. I mean, it's ridiculous that he's been able to carry it over to this level. And it's certainly early. He's going to face better competition. Um, I mean, even though Shram is ranked pretty highly, there are guys with more offense than Kyra Shram in the co- in the country. But he's just continued to show everything that you kind of hoped he would. And, I mean, there's really not much more you can say about him because he's been so, so efficient and so, so good early on.
0: I made this comparison early in the season, um, and I think in our first podcast, he's got a little bit of Kyle Dake in him.
1: He does. He's um, got good good hips. He keeps himself out of bad positions. Um, That's actually the first I really, I, I think I noticed that comparison, but He's not going to beat himself, and while Dake was outstanding, that was the one thing that you could count on him in pretty much every match. He wasn't going to put himself in bad positions, and to this point, we've seen that Suriano is not going to put himself in vulnerable or bad positions.
0: Clay, would you consider Kyle Dake a friend of the pod? I would consider him not a friend of the pod.
1: If he wants to be a friend of the pod, he's more than welcome to come on, but until then, uh No, I will not interview him. Kyle
0: Dake. Yeah, no, it's fine. He can he can stay where he is, um, but good wrestler can't take that away from good wrestler. So Soriano gets it done. Good job, Soriano. He's six and zero uh, early on, I believe. Um, let's go to one thirty three. Jared Cortez. We talked him up a little bit last week on the show. Came back to earth really with a tough. Uh, I don't want to say inexcusable, but a loss he shouldn't have taken to Kevin Devoy of Drexel in the semis, five to four. Um, But he responded to that loss very angrily. Uh, His next two matches were pins of 43 and 44 seconds.
1: Yeah, the DeVoy loss, um, you can call it an upset because Kevin is not ranked. Um, I think it definitely surprised a lot of people. It's not a terrible loss. Um, Obviously, you don't want taking that in in March where it matters. But, um, you don't really want want him taking a loss at any point, but D-Boy Solid, a former EIWA champion, 133 pounds, 37 wins in that 2014-2015 uh, season when he was champion. Um, blood round twice, up at 141 last year. Wasn't quite as successful there. Uh, back down for the Drexel Dragons um, this year and showed kind of what he showed in the year where he won EIWAs in it. Solid on top and bottom. Um, like Surrey doesn't put himself in bad positions. Cortez could have won the match.
0: She, um We just got to see more from Jared in neutral. Like, I don't, and I think it's mental. Like he, like he needs to start attack. He, he needs to t- take more shots. To be quite honest, yeah, because I'd like to
1: see that. And he, I
0: think I he's mean, stronger than a lot of kids there, and can get in good position with underhooks and tie ups to take shots.
1: Yeah, and I think you are gonna you'll, you'll see that more throughout the season. Um, he didn't wrestle a, a whole lot last year in his redshirt season. He definitely didn't wrestle any way. <laughs> I mean particularly strong caliber. He was scheduled to wrestle in the Southern scaffold last year. And I believe was dealing with a skin infection that kept him out. So DeVoe was probably the best guy he's wrestled outside the room in two years.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, take, I uh, mean, take out Jordan Conaway and then any line open. Yeah.
1: Um, it's obviously not good to see him take a loss, but I mean, I didn't in- expect Cortez to go undefeated this year. And I'd rather have him Work things out earlier in the season, and figure out where he may have a weakness, than be losing in Big Tens or in NCAA's.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean it's fine. I, w- I mean, you can clay. How long was I off the ledge about it? Probably only like ten minutes.
1: Eh, ten five, and again, the nice thing about Cortez, and we mentioned it, two falls to follow up. So clearly, clearly showed that he wanted to continue to wrestle. Had three falls in his five matches in the tournament. Um, Lots of bonus there. Always good come Big Ten tournament time, come NCAA tournament time. So while you don't want to see him take a loss, it's nice to see that he's still able to end up getting bonus points and still providing for his team.
0: Let's go to 141. Do we have to? Somber. Do we have to? Yeah, we have to talk about Jim. <laughs> Clay, you watched uh what, you watched what, Hi, I Met Your Mother, right? Yeah. Right, Clay? Yeah. You know like the intervention? Yeah. motif. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. That's what we have here.
1: We we, we might need an intervention.
0: I don't we even need know an intervention.
1: what to say at this point. It's not I mean, I'm not gonna come on this podcast and say I'm going go It's just I'm not it's not what I'm about and I don't think it's what this podcast is about. Um Disappointed, obviously, to two losses that I mean are fairly inexcusable for wrestlers of his caliber. Uh, the first coming to Kyle Springer of Eastern Michigan, 8 to 5. Uh, Springer would go on to win the tournament, which we'll touch on later.
0: By the way, speaking of Eastern Michigan, I just want to point out those kids wrestled hard and entertaining all day from Eastern Michigan.
1: Yeah, that was one of the things I was going to mention when we got to Springer later. I said over to our buddies at Blood Round who were from Michigan, who the heck is Kyle Springer? because... He was fantastic. I mean, I came away from the match disappointed with Jimmy, but really impressed with the number of ways that Springer was able to get the legs. I mean, you saw high crotch, high crotch, low single, last double. It was just, I mean, I was very, very impressed with Kyle Springer from Eastern Michigan.
0: Here's the thing, though. Like, there's no excuse Jimmy at 141 to have a bad tournament day because he can't handle the weight. Like, the weigh-in should be easy for Jimmy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was a it's matter like, uh, I Just it's where we, we, I mentioned he this. was
0: just like my yeah. My point is he was just flat out bad.
1: Oh, well, I mentioned this because after the McKenna thing, Jimmy Golovin's the same Jimmy Golovin that he was last year, and you don't see huge strides between junior and senior year. He took terrible losses last year, and he's probably going to take some bad losses this year because he just—I mean, for whatever reason—doesn't seem to have it all the time.
0: Speaking of McKenna. Um, and another kid Everett wrestled in early in the season, Logan Everett. He dominated Logan Everett 17 6, lost to McKenna 6 2. McKenna and Everett wrestled this weekend, and McKenna won 2 1 on riding time. So 141 is like pretty bumbled up. I mean, that was a match Everett could have won. I watched the match.
1: What a very, very weird sport. I mean, they say Styles makes matchups, but you would think that McKenna would have would rolled through that um, uh, or rolled over Everett. Um, but the nice thing about not that there's necessarily a nice thing about Jimmy struggling, but is that Cade Moss looked I mean, up until the Springer match where he even though he didn't look terrible, he's a bonus machine in these types of tournaments.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no Cade Cade gets uh I mean I mean he's got a Greco background, so he's always looking to throw kids.
1: Cade Moss goes fall, fall, major decision, and then a winner over his teammate, uh Dom Jia Gianna Jelly before losing to Springer in the final. So, I mean, I don't know whether, I mean, I have to imagine Cade's going to get a shot at the spot. I mean, yeah,
0: there, I would there's, have to think. there's no
1: reason he shouldn't. And I have every reason to believe that against lesser competition, either in a first round matchup maybe, or on the backside of brackets, that Cade Moss might be able to get some bonus points if he's the guy they go with in NCAAs.
0: Yeah, Jimmy's got to figure it out, point blank in the period. It's crunch time. It's now we're, – we're, we're turning the calendar to December of his senior season, and it's now or never, Jimbo.
1: <laughs> uh, just I mean, you hate to see it in a senior season, but the coaches have to go with the guy that they think is going to be able to produce the best for them come tournament time. And Kate Moss looked a heck of a lot better than Jimmy Golubon this weekend. Now, we'll have to see – how that plays out going forward. I'm sure they're both gonna be in Reno for the tournament of champions, but I walked away from that feeling more comfortable with Cade Moss at 141 than I do Jimmy Golobong.
0: Let's go to uh, quick let's touch on Dom Gian Janelli. Um I, I probably didn't say that right, but we all know who I'm talking about. Um hey, he had a good weekend for Penn State, four and two weekend, and he beat the kid that pinned Jimmy. Um and one of his losses was seven so his two losses were seven three to Cade Moss and then seven five in southern victory and like I was watching that match at like the corner of the screen like on, on the flow live feed and like Gian Gielli was in deep on a shot he should have finished to win that match and didn't so he very well could have had like a five one weekend he 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 provides some nice nice depth for penn state yeah at, Gelli...
1: at, uh
0: at one thirty three and one forty one
1: Gian Gielli was strong um if you look at his, he's had some up and down results throughout the season. to the loss to uh, Lehigh's Luke Carum in the Bearcat Open. Who's not um, bad? Luke Carum not bad no, at very, all. very, very good. Uh, Luke There's Carum only three will nothing. Will, nothing will, so I mean, Luke Carum willed a win over Dayton Fix in the last 18 months or so. Um, but I, I was saying to myself on Sunday as I'm watching Penn State Wrestling should now have a slogan Penn State Wrestling, our backups are better than your starters. Because they were just fantastic for much of this tournament.
0: Let's go to 149. Zane Rutherford. Waste of his time on Sundays is what you told me. And I have to agree. That was, uh yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> it's just, uh, and wow. don't get me wrong. Um, Mikey Roushiaio from Hit is a solid wrestler, but there's no competition. And... We, we talked about this before, that there may not be competition in the country, but uh, these were five practice matches for Zane. It, it really was. It was get out here with guys other than maybe Rosciato that probably shouldn't even be on the mat with you. It would be like if I walked onto the I mean, mat he dominated
0: Rasciato. Like, let's not give Rosciato any credit. Like, he ragdolled him.
1: He did. But, I mean, Rosciato has good wins against against other wrestlers. Um, Yeah, which speaks to the level. in theory is
0: supposed to be good. In theory, Mikey Rashiado, good college wrestler. In practice, eh.
1: it's just again it speaks to the level that Zane's on right now where it's almost it's it's certainly not boring. Boring isn't the word they would use. But you almost want to see a match like BJ or Bryant, whatever you want to call him, Clegan from Ryder. Last year, where he it was a two-one match and it felt tense to the end because Zane just gets out there right there and you're like, okay, what what time is he gonna get the pinfall and I can walk away and like grab a snack because we'll come back with six points.
0: Well, I don't walk away. It's always fun to see how he's gonna try to kill this kid.
1: Oh, I've never like, walked ooh, away. What? I'm just saying. I mean, the result. Is, yeah, I know. It's such a given.
0: But like that... what? What like contraption is he gonna put their body into?
1: And the one thing I think we mentioned this on the last podcast I've never seen anybody put their opponents into so many uncomfortable positions. The faces the kids make against Zane Rutherford are hilarious. I mean, there needs to be a montage of these things because he just yeah. makes guys, he puts guys in so much pain. How
0: about how about this weekend when he was on top of the kid and the kid wasn't doing anything? And it's so like he's like, 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 the kid's flattened out. Zane's pretty much like kneeling on top of him, essentially, straddling him. And he like Zane like puts his arms up like to get a stalling call. Like, this kid's doing nothing,
1: yeah, we saw that I mean I think it was his his um, quarterfinal match where he's riding yeah. the guy and the his opponent is not is refusing to work up so Zane sits up, puts his hands on his hips, and looks at the referee until the referee gives him a stalling call. I mean it's why it's,
0: can't Zane just try to stall someone out this year? It's comical, it's
1: ridiculous because he, I think he'd much rather have the joy of ripping their arm off.
0: Yeah, but I just want to see him to, like stall someone out.
1: You would hey. Okay, it wouldn't shock me if we saw it. You certainly come close. But would you Let's any, go to
0: our favorite game, Clay.
1: Oh, what did Jason Knolf do?
0: Well, he won all of the matches.
1: He won all the matches going fall, 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 technical fall, and technical fall including two of the most ridiculous things I have maybe ever seen in wrestling.
0: Okay. And his, his last technical fall was a no back point tech fall. My favorite kind. You just 12 takedowns and one escape point.
1: He's a machine in his, I, I believe it was either the match with Zach Carson, of Eastern Michigan or the match with Zeth Dean of Harvard. I want to say it was the, it was a Harvard match. He went lefty headlock for a fall while he's getting the fall,
0: <laughs> his nose.
1: His, he's plugging his nose, which is bleeding, to keep the referee from stopping it for blood time and ensure he gets the fall. So you see no laying on top of this poor kid with one arm wrapped around his head in a vice grip, and then the other hand up against his nose to keep it from bleeding. I mean, it was one of the wildest things I've ever seen in wrestling.
0: What's crazy is that on just on our team and the most dominant wrestler standing, he's only third. I think there's because some, now zane Z, now Z, now zane pulled ahead of him and then bo is perfect so far
1: i think there's some talent on this team just a little bit yes shout out to uh Jake and then, of Wentzel, course by the way Pittsburgh, who got tech by by uh he didn't do he did that bad he kind of looked actually pretty good Jake was a very very good high school wrestler in pa and i expect him to be a very good college wrestler um the score was not particularly indicative of the maps that Jake Wenzel put up, at least compared no, to. He didn't wrestle that bad. Others. Jake Wenzel was very impressive in nineteen 4 loss. I've seen, J- I've seen people
0: wrestle. I've seen people embarrassed much worse than that against Jason Knoll. I've seen people look way worse than that. Yeah, th- that are better wrestlers. I've seen, I've seen JoJo, look more embarrassed than Jake Wenzel was.
1: Again, k- kudos to Wenzel on that. And then the last takedown in the the Fay match from uh, Penn in the final, where Jason Dolph just you think he was just he setting it, it up. up? I don't even know how you set like, that you, up.
0: Like, 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 you think you was just like, I'm going to let this kid in on my legs and just see what happens.
1: Well, for those of you who have seen the um, Sherlock Holmes movies with Hugh Jackman, there are scenes in both of those movies where Hugh Jackman is fighting and the world seems to um, slow down around him so that he can calculate what to do next. That's how I see wrestling for Jason Nolf. Everything is just slowed down to half speed so that when a kid shoots, he's processing, okay, what am I going to do? This step, the next step, and the step after. And by the time the kid gets to his legs, Jason Nolf is three steps ahead.
0: He's also a fan of the law of averages and that he knows he's the better, like, wrestler than anyone he's wrestling. So he's not afraid to get taken down because he knows his pace is going to be so high that over time, like, it's just going to regress to the mean and he's going to win. Absolutely. So, like, he'll try stuff.
1: Um, it, it was – I believe, actually, this was the Carson match against Eastern Michigan where Carson came out and got a takedown. And I was like, okay, Melf gives up the takedown. We've seen it before. Melf um, comes back, gets a takedown. I'm, I'm thinking, things are good. And then Carson two takedowns, him. Two takedowns. Carson headlocks him and takes him to his back. And I'm like, um, J- Jason? J- Jason, what are you doing, bud? And – that was the last time that Zach Carson would score on anything other than the skate points.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's really good. Oh, do you know, we didn't mention, I this is like kind of, but we didn't mention Gary Dinmore who wrestled a really good tournament too.
1: Again, it was just another case of Penn State's backups being better than most people I mean, he
0: beat Matt Samato, six, four. So
1: yeah. And that's the same Matt who holds a victory over Jason Sertes in the last year.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We're good. We're good. We good. We aight.
1: Really, really. Sorry, that was like random,
0: but I wanted to make sure we mentioned it.
1: What are we up to? we up to 165 now?
0: Yeah, Vinny. Vinny was fantastic. And I actually predicted. Vinny looked much better. Vinny looked much better. I am
1: not going to uh, toot my own horn. Okay, yeah, I will. Um, I predicted that um, Vin would win the tournament. And then I, I thought Not he, pretty he pretty would be on the opposite side of Ryder's Chad Walsh. He ended up being on the si- same side of Walsh, who was the top seed and the number five ranked wrestler in the country by Flo. Um, I predicted that he would end up with a major decision over either Forrest Christmas, uh, if that's correct from Appalachian State, or Tashon Campbell. Um, didn't get the major, but got, got the, uh, the went over Tashon in the final and took down a really, really game, really, really tough Chad Walsh in the semifinal. Um, just an outstanding performance from, from Vincenzo.
0: Yeah, that Walsh match was great. Um, still, I want to see some more from Vinny. Clay will tell you, my expectations are ridiculously high for anything. Um, so, you know, more, 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 more. But uh, we're off to, we're moving in the right direction.
1: Yeah, Walsh looked good. Um that was a, That's a really good win. I mean, I think before the season, I picked uh, we picked Vincenzo either third or fourth, um, the both of us did, and Walsh was the fifth-ranked wrestler in the country. So if you put... That's about where I expected Chenzo to start the year was around that fifth, sixth, seventh range. And I expect him to improve throughout the year as Penn State wrestlers will want to do. So, I mean, it's good to see him on track and see him where I expect to see him. And also... Um, Props to Sean Campbell. Um, to Sean Campbell, two years ago, won a PIAA state championship, but probably didn't belong in the same caliber of Vincenzo Joseph, who was a top top 10 recruit. Um, very, very raw, very athletic wrestler. Um, and he looked good. I mean, he, he struggled a bit with offense against Vincenzo, but for Sean Campbell to be a redshirt freshman in a pit program only wrestling I believe he's only been wrestling since high school. Um, he's going to be a good one.
0: Yeah, he will be, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, good job, Vinny. Cale um, Livingston also, right? Did uh, Livingston wrestle 165 or 174 yesterday?
1: I believe he was up 174. Okay, so we're not there yet, then.
0: Yeah, uh, oh, it doesn't say. Uh, well, it says he wrestled that Prisbus kid, so.
1: We can be. We could be there if you'd like to be there. Were are we? At 174?
0: Let's see here. No, 165 wrestle
1: 165. Oh, okay. Excuse me. Living from nine, 165. He went, he three, went, two, oh,
0: and two. He lost two close matches though. He lost 8-6 to 17th ranked Forrest Prisbus and then he lost 8-6 to Joseph Belloquet in tiebreak. So, uh, good good showing for Caleb
1: again, just another example of the type of depth that we have in our room. And it's good to have guys like that to train with. I mean, don't get us wrong. Um, These guys are important. And I mean, they're every bit as important as other guys in the room and the sheer number of bodies is, is great to see at tournament and the level of quality you see for guys who don't get to wrestle that, that often is really impressive.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so we go to um, we go to 174, and uh, wow, holy cow! You know, nothing else to talk about here but that outstanding finals match between Shakur Rashid and Gina Morelli. Shakur wins it two to one in double ultimate tiebreak. Um, good luck, Kale, making this choice. Um, plus, you, plus, you, when you factor in Brill coming back from injury, and then you know you have Mark Hall waiting too. Uh, good luck.
1: Yeah, um, both guys, just extremely impressive. Um, Gino went fall, fall, fall before a regular decision um, in his first four matches. Uh, The first fall came over Pittsburgh's Austin Bell, who I believe is a former PIAA state champion or a PIAA runner-up. So that's a really, really good win. Um, I didn't know that Gino had that type of vacuum from the top, and I don't know whether that's something he's – picked up as he's been able to grow and grow into 174. But major bonus points from Gino, major bonus points from Shakur who went fall, tech fall, fall before a regular decision in the semifinal. And Shakur picked up a really, really impressive win over Johnny Sebastian of Northwestern. You're
0: picked to win the tournament, I believe. Yeah,
1: Sebastian's, I mean, a stud. If you look at his previous matches in this tournament, he pretty much dominated everybody that was in front of him. Uh, Got the first takedown on Shaq, and that was that. I mean, Shakur gets out, gets a takedown, rides him like heck. It was just, he was dominant. That was a dominant 7-2 win, and you kind of felt like it could have been wider had Shaq wanted to be wider. And as you said... Shaq looks good. Shaq looks good. As you said for the finals match... They both look good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, again, good luck to Kale having to make that decision and it's about as good as a position as Penn State could have possibly hoped to be in right now with 174. I mean, you had two unknowns and now you have, you still have, I guess two unknowns in that you don't know your starter, but you have two guys who are probably top 10 guys. I mean, I'm plus Mark. I'm comfortable saying that plus Mark. we'll, We'll touch on later, but, and plus Brian. I mean, you're loaded there. It's just, a ridiculous wealth of talent at 174 and i'm pretty comfortable now saying and and even this early in the season that whoever comes out on top there whether it be gino morelli or whether it be shakur rashid um one again i don't think we'll figure that out until until after reno but um i'm comfortable that whoever wins that job and gets to go ahead in big in the big 10 championships and ncaa championships will be able to compete probably for an all American slot and put up some big at points. least
0: at least it's not like the that's not that strong of a weight so
1: Yeah I'm I'm very comfortable drawing either one of those guys out there right now
0: let's go to one eighty four and uh bonos nose.
1: Bonos pinfalls, bono's tilts, bono's throws. I personally like bono throws um bow was fantastic and i i said in our lead up on com that there really wasn't much to say it was a super super thin weight class um went fall 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 uh first one came in 324 again or 3 i know that 349 kid, against ellie antler who really just looked like a deer in headlights um, yeah, he is. Against Bo. Can, can't confirm. <laughs> um, sorry about the pun. Couldn't couldn't stay away from that one. Um, but, again, so a couple of... <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> 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 nice work. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of feet to back. Um, but Bo, there was nobody really in this field that was going to challenge him. And quite... Quite like Zane, just kind of made short work and made quick work of everybody. Um, I don't want to underestimate or undersell the performance he put in. He was fantastic, but I'm waiting patiently to see Bo against top five guys at 184. Not that I think yeah, that he'll he looks str- good, right Not now. that I think he'll struggle. He I, I just want to see how how good he looked.
0: Elliot Antler, friend of the podcast, by the way. I know that kid well. Uh, all right, let's go to 197. Uh, well, I don't – wait, we didn't have anyone else 184 yesterday. I don't
1: believe. We had – Oh, no, Vin, Vin, went, Vin, oh, Vin,
0: Kura. Vin Kura went 0-2. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: Devin Vin and two. went 0-2. Not out good. Out two. Not a great not, showing. Not good. Again, just another depth guy. Lost the first match 7-6, I believe. And then lost in – On a very, very late U T V. UTB. And then, And then lost in UTB. So just – I mean, the record's going to reflect that one, too, But two, two really well-wrestled matches by Ventura.
0: Yeah, it, it happens. It happens.
1: So we're up at, what, 197 now?
0: Yeah, all right. Matt
1: McCutcheon. Matt McCutcheon and Kellen Stout. Um, I think Stout. Yeah, Callen looked all right. Stout kind of showed um, what you expected of him, of him and what we kind of thought from, from the beginning of the year. Uh, wasn't gonna be a guy that had a lot of offense. Uh, took two losses to Frank Matisse 98. Um, you can correct me if I'm wrong on that one. Of uh, Penn, who's ranked number 16. And then to Joe Heo, who's a very solid wrestler, actually. So I believe he had some good, some good wins in his red shirt year. Um, but kind of what we, more of what we expected from, from Stout. Um, 196. Not a
0: ton of offense.
1: Not particularly. Very stout defensively, though. Um,
0: Okay, okay, okay. This is going to be
1: a thing now for our listeners, by the way. I I will inundate you with bad puns throughout the year.
0: No, the first one was really good.
1: But a really good showing, again, from Matt McCutcheon, who fall victory, victory, and victory against the 16th-ranked Métiers. And that's now two ranked wins for Kutch up at 197. When we didn't know what, how he was going to handle it, um, fantastic work on top against Demasio Samuel of Appalachian State in his first match. Um, very rarely you see a, a guy who's thought to be the smaller wrestler be that dominant on top, but Samuel couldn't do anything from bottom against Matt McCutcheon. So I think we kind of have, we're starting to form our answer about how he's going to work from, from top and bottom against bigger guys. And he looks just fine.
0: It'll be interesting when Kassar gets back. It'll
1: it be will be. It'll be interesting from, to see how healthy. Uh, when I'm
0: hearing about Kasar, Kasar, I mean, Kasar is the real deal. So
1: it'll be interesting to see how how healthy Kassar is when he gets back, whether the shoulder and, can and, stay and on. Um, it'd
0: be nice to send him to the scuffle.
1: I think I think the scuffle might be a bit early. You may see him on. Yeah, in some, I'm just saying in a perfect world. Some some later tournaments. Um, but right now I think. The match, well, I mean, the spot... I
0: mean, they say January, that's right over New Year's, so, I mean, who knows?
1: I, th- I think right now the spot is probably McCutcheon's to lose, and unless he struggles down the stretch, or Kassar comes out and is just, like, lighting the world on fire and pinning everybody in sight in open tournaments, I'd be very, very surprised if anybody other than Matt McCutcheon was in that slot come tournament time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean... Uh, he's a guy who, uh, who is really highly thought of. Though is uh, is um. It's It's Kasar. So we'll see. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't. I, mean, I don't mean that in any way is knock on Kassar I just think if if Sanderson thinks he has a known, if, if Kale thinks he has a known quantity in McCutcheon a guy that can be top four or top five somewhere there about, I'd be very, very surprised if he makes a change there.
0: And fun fact, he really likes uh, Johnny Cash. So if he gets on the lineup, we could have two Johnny Cash walk-up songs.
1: Oh, that's news to me. So uh, always good to get a little more Johnny Cash, uh, both on the pod and in the wrestling room. Yeah. So we're not going to complain some about incentive,
0: that. Incentive, yeah, just some incentive for uh, Anthony Cassar stands like myself uh, to be um, so, in the lineup. That's All right, it. let's go to heavyweight and... Oh, sorry?
1: I was going to say, that's the seventh of our eight, cha- of our eight champions, uh, and you were kind of getting to it. We're going to move up uh, now to heavyweight.
0: Yeah, man, uh, Nick Neville's looks
1: uh, pretty good. Nick Neville's looks fantastic. Um, I think it's between probably Neville's, Rashid and Chenzo for the wrestler tournament. And again, that's pretty ridiculous considering guys had... Guys oh, yeah, the tournaments know. Yeah. that Bo, Bo and Zane and Nolf had. And I think that's probably, at least from the way I see it more, because I expect that out of them, given given um, the field and given what they've proven beforehand. But um, Neville's was fantastic. Went fall, fall, 8-1 to one over Joey Goodhart and Drexel. I would like to see him try to pick up the extra point there and get the major. And then pretty much dominated... A very very good wrestler in Denzel Dijournet at Appalachian State in the final.
0: That was a fun heavyweight match to watch. Big guys rolling around two, out there. Two really
1: athletic heavyweight to me. I mean, Dijournet's a an athletic freak for, for his size, and Nick was right there with him pretty much. Every yeah, every, every no, scramble, had, every. Makes a every great athlete. Down. Um, Nick really 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 likes that uh, chicken wing from the top. I believe it was the uh, his second match against BMI where he got the fall, where the guy I believe stopped for injury time at some point because he was cranking the, the chicken wing so hard that the guy I don't know his shoulder was bothering him. But
0: his ego. I mean,
1: it, it was it was pretty painful looking. I felt pretty bad for the guy.
0: Well, so like given the way that we've seen Nick look. Is his ceiling all the way up to that number two spot? I mean, we both assume that Kyle Snyder is untouchable. Um, is his ceiling all the way to number two?
1: I think it's possible. Um, I can't say anything for sure right now just because we haven't seen it and because uh, Connor Medbury looks pretty fantastic. Um, Ty Walls has already, again, beaten very, very, very good guys. But I'm at the beginning of the season, I said – probably that, that four, five, six range. And now I'm thinking that it's very possible that he could challenge guys like Ned and walls um, down the line and give him more match experience and getting back into the flow of things because he looks as athletic as anybody at the weight and is, is getting the best coaching probably in the country.
0: Yeah. So overall... Good tournament for Penn State, other than uh, Jimbo there at 141. Jimbo, better days are ahead um, for you. Um, yeah, but a, a, a good showing, really, in Penn State's first uh, tournament action of the year. A grueling day for some of these guys. I mean, five matches in one day is no joke.
1: Yeah, Penn State wins the team tournament. Um, not only that, they double up, or they more than double up Pitt, who was in, in second place in, in team standings. Uh, eight champions, very well could have been 9-10. Um, really just, uh, you went in knowing that Penn State was going to be the best team and could have this type of result, but to actually put it together and to make that happen is impressive. Uh, I believe Christian Piles, who was calling the event for flow, said, if there's a better team in the country, I'm really excited to see them because the, the performance that Penn State put on was, I mean, second to none. It was just really fantastic.
0: Yeah, spoiler alert, there isn't a better team. What was that? I said spoiler alert, there isn't a better team than us.
1: Yeah, it's just I mean, right now where where the program is at is uh, pretty remarkable. I mean, there's being the best program in the country and then there's being significantly better than almost everybody in the country. And right now there's, what, maybe two, three teams who can take the mat with Penn State? I mean...
0: Yeah, three teams, I would say. Three teams.
1: There's, there's three teams in the country, and probably I believe we agree on this in Oklahoma State, Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, and I would Iowa, say three teams. So. They can they can take the mat with them, and everyone else is just on the outside looking in.
0: Speaking of everybody else... uh. We had one wrestler in particular in action this uh this weekend that uh, is of interest, and that's Mark Hall and Clay, uh you would have talked me down off the ledge again after you talked me down off the ledge after Jimmy's loss, but you had really, really talked me down off the ledge after Mark Hall lost a surprising match up in Michigan.
1: Yeah, I'm still not sure that we we necessarily agree on this, but um Mark went Fall in his first match in under three minutes. Uh, fall, I believe, in 33 seconds with a gator roll in his second match. And then lost to um, a kid out of Central Michigan, 8-7 to seven in the final. Um, went up 4-2, went underneath the kid in the second period, got tilted for four. Um, was able to get an escape and another takedown. But um, couldn't close distance and get, get the takedown needed. In the final seconds, so end up falling eight to seven. Um, never good to lose. I, th- I think we, we, we kind of have a common ground there. The loss itself is, is not good. Um, it's meaning in the greater context of how good will and can Mark Hall be in college and how good will he be for Penn State. That's where I think. When when I say it's meaningless, I think that's that's where I go in the in the greater context. Nobody's gonna care about what happened to Mark Holland's freshman year at the um Michigan State Spartan Open if he's the national champion going forward. I mean
0: when you say it like that it calms me down a little bit, the Michigan State Spartan Open. But it's still a loss and I was still really sad.
1: Yeah, I think um him like I said, um We initially kind of disagreed on the importance of loss, and I think, as I said, we, we both agree that losing in and of itself is never a good thing, but the timing and the meaningfulness and, I mean, just essentially the overall context of the loss is, I mean, it's in the past. At this point, it doesn't change. It doesn't reflect mark hall overall as a wrestler it doesn't affect how he's going to perform probably going forward and it doesn't affect his odds at ncaa titles or olympic or world titles going forward i am very very comfortable with the wrestler that mark hall is and the wrestler that mark hall will become
0: yeah yeah all of our optimistic over here
1: hey uh, none of us has to be
0: (laughs) that's true that's true that's true. All right, let's uh, quickly, a uh, couple results around the country. Big result, uh, Rutgers at the Battle of the, whatever, I don't know, whatever they call it, a Battle of the Birthplace, whatever marketing gimmick Rutgers came up with. Matt Kalazic beats uh, Anthony Ashnall, right? I, I, I didn't get that wrong.
1: Yeah, um, somebody picked him as national champion. When yeah, it was they, you, like, good pick.
0: looking good right now. Yeah. I mean, um, he's got wins over well, Everett. Um, and, uh... Who, Beat and Holmes like last two
1: of the year. Top. Beat
0: to the, the top um, guys, so
1: still a long way to go. Um, I think he might take his lumps. I think there's probably. I don't think he's going to go undefeated, but I'm super super high on Matt I guess I guess noted in my national championship pick. Um, big result there. Speed round results. Uh, a couple of interesting things. Uh, Taylor illusion un- unranked from Northern Iowa, took Zach Epperly to the brink. In their duel, um, you saw Joey Dance beat Barlow McGee. You saw um, Jaden Cox only two nothing. Guess, yeah, struggled. And that's just you, how Jaden is,
0: though. Some days he's feeling, it, some days he's like, well, yeah.
1: There's a big talk about that. Um, Cox, I believe, was was ranked lower than Rutherford on Flo's pound for pound rankings, and there was a big commotion over how do you rank. And Olympic medalist fine, something that's never. Well it's competed. a different sport. And it's it's a, a different sport, and if Jaden is that good of a folk styler, Jaden needs to be putting up all bonus points and he doesn't do it on enough occasions.
0: No. And that's fine. I love Jaden. I met him once. I'm not gonna pretend like we're great friends. But like my interaction with him is very positive. I love Jaden. it's so like I'm not gonna be like, ah, Jaden. But like that's just how Jane is. If you've ever met Jaden, he's like, ah, oh, it's whatever. Like when it's time to turn on, I'll turn it on, but you know, win's a win, so
1: Yep. Uh, meanwhile, uh, our other Olympic medalist, um, gold medalist, even Kyle Snyder, is, is just on a freak. Uh, he's just a freak. He's on another level than everybody in college right now, and I guess everybody in the world. But um, well, is—is is he
0: actually at folk style wrestling? Is he that much better than Zane at folk style wrestling? I'd say no.
1: Probably not, but it's, it's, I mean, it, it's hard to, to compare the two. I guess they're, they're you call them even folk style wrestling, but the one's also a gold medalist, which doesn't mean much of folk style, but you can't just,
0: no. I can't I'm just saying in folk style, in this sport, Zane is as valuable, if not more so, than Kyle Snyder.
1: True, really? Because there's only so many points you can get, and there's only so many, you can only wrestle the guys put in front of you. Yeah. But it's just, I mean... He toyed with Tanner Hall on, on Saturday. That was just super, super impressive. And then one other match from that duel that disappointed me. Um, Tom Ryan didn't send out Bo Jordan against Zahid Valencia. And this is becoming a trend for Tom Ryan. Um, he's done a lot to try to ensure that duels matter. And then kind of neglected his own duels. And I'm not going to get too deep into the politics of the sport. It's just not worth it. And we're not going to come to a consensus with everybody. But Tom Ryan needs to wrestle his best guys against other teams' best guys or just not wrestle in duels at all because it's meaningless if you're going to make a joke of the duel. And everyone in the country that loves folks not wrestling wanted to see that matchup. And I think it's. And I mean, excuse me if there's an injury issue that's keeping Bo Jordan out, but if there's not, there's there's no excuse for it, and it's just really disappointing to see.
0: I heard that fake tanning hurts your brain.
1: Apparently, it hurts your brain <laughs> and hurts you enough that you can't you can't wrestle because that's no Bo doesn't
0: fake tan, but uh, Tom Ryan.
1: Uh... It's just ridiculous, and it's not good for the sport, and. I mean, two of the guys we talked about just now. Um, We're going to see Ohio State head to Missouri, or Missouri head to Ohio State 1-2 later in the year, and hopefully get a chance at seeing Jaden Cox against Kyle Snyder if Jaden bumps up. um, Hey, SIDs, coaches there, make that happen. Good for the sport. Everyone wants to see it. It probably won't be crucial in the duel, but we shall see, but um, coaches need to I mean first and foremost they should be doing what's best for their team but but set, not sending to, out
0: Beau Jordan you can't argue like yeah that's best for our team
1: yeah if you're going to talk about what's good for the sport please back it up in your actions I mean that, that's just a plea from not a podcaster not a writer but uh, as a fan please 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 do not sit guys unless you have a valid reason for sitting guys right
0: I agree righty. well we plan on cutting this one a little short because it's Thanksgiving. It's not going to get on being that short, but uh, Penn State's off this weekend, so we'll come back at you next weekend. We'll look at the uh, Lehigh duel in the Bryce Jordan Center. More earnestly, uh, Clay. Anything else?
1: Not much. Uh, happy Turkey Day to all our fans out there.
0: How about the um, Cowboys? Big, I'm a Cowboys fan too. Weekend. So uh, y'all, y'all are listening uh, to a podcast with two Cowboys fans.
1: Big weekend for Penn State football and um, go Buckeyes. Yes, yeah,
0: that too. Oh H. I am. That's right. All righty. All righty. Can't believe we just said that. All right. It feels a little dirty. All right. Uh, that's it for this episode of the Bites You Diaries Madcast. Um And uh, thank you guys. See you next week.
1: Peace out.